What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director at New Vision's Buchanan Campus. Today, I am so honored to be able to continue this study of the book of Ephesians together with you, and we'll be reading today in chapter 2, verses 1 through 7 in the English Standard Version. And it says this, And you, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But... God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus." Well, I hope you picked up on some serious contrasts in these verses. Um, The first few verses, we see this kind of just a listing of what our former life before Christ, before salvation looks like. And it is not pretty, right? Dead in trespasses and sin, walking in sin, living constantly in those sins, following the course of the world, the prince of the power of the air, these sons of disobedience, living in the passion of flesh and mind, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. All of that very serious language and very accurate depiction of what a former life looks like, a life pre-Christ, a life when we are indeed dead in our trespasses and sins. But then there's this gorgeous, beautiful, heartwarming phrase right there at the beginning of verse four, but God. And we could certainly talk for hours about how so many things, so many aspects, so many parts of our life, so very many, well, anything, frankly, anything that we're encountering on any day, we can always answer that with a but being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So yes, we have these very serious, very hard, harsh um, realities of what it is like to be dead in our sins, but God, and then this beautiful language, rich in mercy, immeasurable riches, his grace, the grace by which we've been saved. Um, And then the beautiful word, I, I just love every time the word speaks of the kindness of God, because he is so kind and it's his kindness that he wants to lead us to repentance, another verse says. And I just think it's so, such a precious contrast. 
We are dead in trespasses and sins, but we are alive in Christ. Only he can do that, our great resurrector. And so I just think this is such a beautiful thing and that we are created in Christ for good works, to walk in them. He has prepared those for us. Other parts of scripture tell us as well. And you know, as I was studying and reading these verses, I was reminded of a sermon illustration I heard quite a long time ago. I think it actually was published by Today in the Word in the early 90s, but um, I've heard it and it really has just been so helpful in helping me frame and understand um, what it's like to feel plagued by our former life. If you're a believer, sometimes the enemy will do such a work in our head. And, and frankly, even if you're not yet a believer, part of that struggle may be that the enemy is just keeping you in this, this you know, the bondage of believing that what you've done and who you were dead in your trespasses and sins is unresolvable. Um, and that's so not true. Obviously, God, but God, God of the universe, almighty God, if he says it, he's done it. It's true. And so, um, but this analogy really helps me kind of see a good visual for what it means to no longer be a slave to sin. And yet we are very impacted sometimes by sin. We allow it to have influence. And so let me just share this analogy with you um, about John Mason Brown. So apparently John was a drama critic and a speaker well known for his witty and informative lectures on theatrical topics. So just imagine, you know, this very gregarious, very talented speaker. Um, one of his first important appearances as a lecturer was actually at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. So a pretty big deal. Brown was very pleased, but he was also extremely nervous, as you could imagine. And his nerves were not helped because he noticed by the light of the slide projector that someone was copying his every gesture. So he, he thought he was being heckled. He thought somebody was, you know, copying every gesture. So Finally, he was so disturbed and upset by this repeated, like mimicking gestures that he saw every time he made a gesture, somebody was was mimicking him, that he actually broke off his lecture and he announced with great dignity that if anyone was not enjoying his talk, they were free to leave. But nobody did. And the mimicking continued. So it was another full 10 minutes before Brown finally realized that this mimic that was basically ruining his lecture was his own shadow. Can you imagine? Was Brown's shadow real? Of course it was. He was seeing something. He was seeing something that mimicked his every gesture exactly as he thought. But <laughs> does a shadow have the power to control his actions or our actions? Well, of course not. It can only mimic us. And in Brown's case, this mimicking, this whatever, it was just a shadow. It was not a real thing. It was it was a mimicking of what he was doing, but it was his own, it was his own um, self. It was his own shadow. And so in this case, it's kind of like his shadow did momentarily take control. Why? Only because he allowed himself to be so distracted, so obsessed, if you will, by it, that he completely forgot what he was supposed to be about. And he let this thing that wasn't even real, wasn't even happening. Someone was not mimicking him or heckling him, but he allowed it to affect what he was doing. And so that's a really, really good description of the sin nature that we carry within us as redeemed people. 
It can cause havoc. It can cause us to feel afflicted and oppressed. But listen to this, but God, it is powerless. It's absolutely powerless because of our identification with Christ. He has already done the work that invalidates that previous former life and sin nature. And so I just think that is such a powerful way to envision that we are no longer slaves to sin. Our former life is but a shadow and it has zero control over us except to the extent that we allow it to, except to the extent that we allow ourselves to be distracted by that shadow, which is nothing. It cannot hurt us. It is not doing anything. It has already been invalidated. Um, Sort of on a a different um, perspective, but also similar, Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, death in its substance has been removed. Only the shadow of it remains. No one is afraid of a shadow for a shadow cannot block a man's pathway for even a moment. The shadow of a dog can't bite. The shadow of a sword can't kill. Christ himself took the full force of death's destroying power by dying and paying for our sin and then rising from the grave. Trusting Jesus may not remove death's shadow, but remember, shadows can't hurt us. And that's why we see that beautiful passage in Psalms. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. It's just a shadow. And so I hope that that analogy helps you as much as it's helped me. Every time I, I get kind of twisted up in my thinking about how my former life or my past or when I was dead and trespasses and sin, how that affects me now. The reality is it doesn't. It's paid for in full. And so I need to walk in the full truth that it's just a shadow. And that I am not a slave to sin. And so I hope that as we continue this study in Ephesians, that we'll be able to kind of expound and and understand this even further. Ephesians is such a powerful book um, in this way. And so I hope that um, this analogy helps you. And I I hope, too, that as we study these verses, you know, it's easy to, to... take it from the approach of of someone who is on the other side of the but God. But I fully recognize that there may be some listening who are still um, living dead in their trespasses and sins. And so I just want to tell you that if that's you today and the Spirit is speaking to your heart about that, there is a but God waiting. He is waiting rich in mercy with great, great love. And even now, even now, while you are dead in your trespasses, he is making you alive together with him. And he is waiting to save you by grace and to raise you up and to seat you with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? So that in the coming ages, he can show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness, not condemnation, kindness towards you in Christ Jesus. So if that's you today, would you take advantage of our next steps phone? You can text or call 615-981-0571. Certainly you can go to newvisionlife.com and look for resources and contacts there. But um, today is the day that he wants to introduce you to his riches in mercy. And so, and if you are a follower, if you're a believer, but you are struggling with your past, you're struggling with your former things, will you recognize today that they are a shadow? They are a shadow. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we can fear no evil because Christ has paid the debt. 
He has risen from the grave and he can resurrect all those dead things in us as well. So I look forward to seeing what God has for us in these next chapters. And I pray that you'll join us back here tomorrow as we continue chapter two of Ephesians. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.